yeah so no one cares so yeah anyway so yeah christmas we're in the awkward bit between christmas and new year so i wanted to do like an episode where we have like a roundup of um unplanned basically i got sick i traveled had problems not like those kind of problems but i just 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 had to have some time off and so i wanted to make sure that at least um i closed the year with at least one more episode to close out 2019 so um as always as you know call out the box i'm joined by guest co-host so this week we have returnee may hi guys and also returning um, DJ Impulse version one, um, Nathan. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> okay, welcome, guys. Can I just say I really love the version one part of it? Yeah, I just mean the it's, way you say it. It's very specific. I may actually get you and like to record that and just like put it at the intros of most of my stuff. Now. Yeah, we should. We DJ should. DJ Impulse version one. Version one. If no, you need to do the version one in like the small print, like <laughs> DJ Impulse. Version one. So, um, <laughs> it's true, actually, because I put it in uh, parentheses whenever I actually write out my name. So, Because I'm assuming there's another DJ Impulse. There actually was, yes. Oh, there was? Um, well, I don't know if it's on, but I haven't seen anything of him in years, ah, to be honest. But just, like, just what we were going to say, he died. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awkward. But maybe I don't mean if... I, I don't necessarily mean that he's dead. I just mean that I haven't seen anything of him in years. Oh, okay. So, so this is an opportunity for you to be the DJ Impulse. Yeah, I could. I could sneak in. Okay. Okay, fine. But it was just a way of differentiating originally. And um, in the background, we have producer Tops keeping Hello. an eye on the audio and keeping us all under control. <laughs> so, um, good. Under control. <laughs> this is like a real family affair. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, full house today. I actually haven't recorded with more than one person for a while. And that audio, <laughs> questionable. <laughs> so this should be interesting. So, um, guys, what have you been up to? Uh, Post-Christmas, so... Yeah, yeah. so we're recording in the awkward space between New Year and Christmas. So Christmas is finished, but now everyone's waiting for New Year's Eve celebrations. Recovering from our Christmas food comas and all that. Yes, exactly. So, anything interesting? No, to be honest, you know, I was stuck with the family during Christmas, of course, you know. Oh, nice. So, you know, it was nice. Um, got to see my baby brother, who I haven't seen in a, bit, in a bit, because he's in uni. Oh. So, you know, that was nice to see. And, you know, it was intriguing, interesting. It wasn't mm. bad at all. Yeah, so Christmas celebrations were outside London. Oh, nice. Which were nice. It was like the first Christmas, I was saying earlier, it's the first Christmas that we have been able to watch the Queen's speech um, for all of five minutes, which was good. Yeah. Um, There was like minimal shouting and like loudness. Sometimes the family's a bit overwhelming for me. Yeah, it's a um, lot of people. There's a lot of people. So there was only seven of us this year and it's usually only like... Seven. Only seven. Usually that, you get like about no, 14 to 16. That's a lot of people. And, and that's just that's adults, not even counting the kids. Exactly. And then we got like good takeaway boxes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Sorry, um, mate. I'm going to move your mic um, closer. You guys keep talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to move my mic closer. 
I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just scared. I think it's because you said my voice was loud. No, it was actually yeah, it was, was perfect. Loud. Yeah, okay, fine. Oh, God, oh sorry. <laughs> I'm going to leave all of this in. I'm not going to edit it out. Who cares? Um... So, oh yeah, so my so my Christmas, thanks for asking guys. No, I actually was, was, I was waiting for you to sit down and be comfortable. <laughs> wait, we, wait hold on, are we finished with you? <laughs> no, no, I think, I mean, I, I think I have now. Oh, okay. So, mate, how, so, Mo, how was yours? Um, so, my Christmas was good. Um, we just cooked a lot. We forgot, we forgot the Yorkshire puddings and what? we also forgot to actually pull the crackers. Pulling the crackers fine, but how can you forget Yorkshire puddings? Oh no, I just don't think they were delivered with the online shop. Oh right, I thought you actually forgot to put them. No, 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 we do often forget them, so <laughs> that's fine. And then we watched EastEnders. Oh, good lord. I haven't seen EastEnders for years. Nor me. It used so, to be a family tradition. What so what I, the, the I, I found this thread on Twitter where somebody said, like, for all those people like myself that only watch EastEnders at Christmas, yeah. here's a thread of all the things that have been going on. Okay. So like, you know, who is Keanu? Sharon's still there. Um, what's his name? Phil's still there. Some what's going on? And the thread basically explained what everything what was going on. So when I watched it, I had a bit of a clue in terms of like the goings on. But basically So what was the drama? Like the key Oh, thing? someone got murdered. Oh so wow. it's usual Christmas. Martin Fowler murdered someone. Apologies if that's a spoiler to someone, but yeah, that <laughs> happened. So yeah, <laughs> wow! You can tell I'm not invested yeah, yeah. at all. Do you know what I do think? Sorry, I'm going to digress a little bit. The best EastEnders Christmas special was when um, they exposed Max and Stacey's affair. Yeah, I think by far. Yeah, that was good. That was a good one. That was good. Oh, okay. So, well, let's move on because this is very boring for anybody that's outside of the UK. Yeah, but it's boring for people who watch EastEnders. I've got Yeah, so no one cares. So yeah, anyway, so yeah, Christmas. We're in the awkward bit between Christmas and New Year. So I wanted to do like an episode where we have like a roundup of um, 2019, the highs, the lows, the fun. So tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999. So tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999. So tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999. Yeah. So tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999. Yeah. 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 Ye
that came out this year, didn't it? Yes, earlier this year. And then there was a whole kind of like snowball effect where people were finally like, oh, we should probably do something about this guy, oh, yeah. like, you know, raping like young girls. Not underage women. Mm-hmm. I hate when people say that. They are girls, they're children. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so finally, you know, some people thought, you know, we should probably arrest this guy. And now he's been arrested and he is going through the court case and hopefully will be convicted and sent to jail. So that's one of my highlights. What about you guys? What did you think of that highlight? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was definitely something that needed to happen because it, it was this year when he did the get it has, sorry, it has felt like a long year. Yeah, it was the year happened. when he did he did the interview. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. that was okay. after he been King's arrested. Yeah. When that he did was and he just did Y'all a lot. Killing me. No, that's, that's my highlight. <laughs> that's my highlight, <laughs> and also the parodies that have happened since. Yeah, I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. I gave y'all thirty years of my career. Robert, thirty years of my career. Y'all trying to kill me? You killing me, man? This is not about music. Um, think. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot happening. Yeah, I feel like uh, me and you, Nathan, we discussed that. We did actually. Yeah, yeah we spent some time on it. Yeah. Uh, talking about the um, surviving R. Kelly uh, documentary for a little bit. Yeah, and we also discussed touched on Michael Jackson. Can you separate the artist from the artist from the music? It's a difficult one. Yeah. No, it's not a difficult one, actually. I think I have to catch myself. There's definitely been times when I've been out and a song has come on and then I start and then I'm like, oh, crap. So so let's let's, let's do a quick survey because yeah. we need to update this, mm-hmm. Nathan. May, are you listening to R. Kelly? No. Nathan, are you listening to R. Kelly? No. May, are you listening to R. Kelly? No. Now, one more question. May, are you listening to Michael Jackson? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's so bad. Nathan, are you listening to Michael Jackson? I haven't actually listened in a while, but that's not necessarily by choice. So is that a yes? Or um, no? I'd say in the grand scheme of things, if it came on, I'd probably, probably be yes, but I, I, I guess a yes would be the right answer. Um, are you listening to MJ? I am. So, oh, sorry. You know what? Producer, Producer Tops. <laughs> Noah Kelly and a bit, a little bit of MJ, a little, but I'm a bit, um, what's the word, conflicted. conflicted. Yeah, because I feel like I don't stop stop myself when like MJ comes on. And I was at my work Christmas party and someone was like, oh my gosh, let's not listen to him. Um, but that thought, I don't know, yeah. it just doesn't. There is a questionable level of comfort. I mm. guess that would be the right word. So with R. Kelly, for me, it's been a hard no. Hard no. And obviously, I'm aware that I probably do listen to R. Kelly like songs that he's written mm-hmm. and produced and stuff like that. Those I put to one side. I do listen to Marcus Houston clubbing with featuring Joe Budden. I'm not gonna lie, it's a good song. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's decent. Um, so <laughs> I do listen to that, but. Any kind of R. Kelly songs, I don't listen. I don't listen to or R. Kelly heavy kind of like features. So anything with his voice, yeah, because it it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right. But then I was think I was having this discussion with a friend, and he was like, "But you listen to Michael Jackson," and I was like, "Oh yeah." Um, and he's like, "Well, how do you you know how do you reconcile that?" And I think the only thing I can think of is in my brain somehow I feel like there's still a level of doubt with um, Michael Jackson. Yeah. 
But in also the thinking part of my brain kind of feels like something probably did happen. Well, because there's obviously they he's got his own case. Yeah, he's on his own demons, isn't he? At the moment, going on, isn't it? With like the way the guy that choreographer and all that other stuff. But wasn't that thrown out or? Well, nothing. nothing, No charges. No charges. But then R. Kelly actually hasn't been charged, but I consider him guilty. So it kind of it did make me like re-examine in terms of like who we consider like you know is cancelled versus who we don't. I Mm -hmm. think it's easier to in our minds convict R. Kelly than it is to convict Michael Jackson. Yeah, I think um, again, regardless of how you look at when it comes to the evidence, one thing is that the guy's dead. Yes, so that's the major thing. He can't face. He can't. He can't face the charges, but also he can't defend himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, or he can't be convicted because. Yeah. And there's he's always, not and yet. not to mention like the 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 Neverland uh, documentary, there are elements of doubt within because of yeah. the two the, the character of the two people that um that was it what would be the term for it but basically what the feature of that um documentary was. Yeah. There's been there are questions about that, and. You know, as a result, you wish to you think to yourself, if Michael Jackson was alive, at least we could like get his side yeah. of the story and then have him respond to it. And also, the thing with Mac, um, R. Kelly, we've had things like the videotape. We've I was had gonna things. Say, there's a videotape yep. that yeah, pretty much everyone's seen. Um. So yeah, that for me kind of says like mm, you're guilty. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, that was one of my um. Highlights. Highlights of 2019. <laughs> um, and to be clear, the highlight is the fact that R. Kelly has been arrested and is close to conviction. I'm sorry, he needs to go to prison. Um, so for me, that was a highlight. But I feel like it was a major event because, like you said, he had the Gail King interview mm-hmm. and all of the stuff surrounding that as well. And I think also it shined a light on some other entertainers that had done some questionable things yeah, in their past as well. So that's mine. So throwing it over to you, May. I'm going to mix up a little bit. And Go I'm not it. going to give you a highlight. I'm going to give you a low light for 2019. Sure. a significant moment for you. And I think it was, and let me make sure I'm in the right year, the Jussie Smollett. It is the right year. <laughs> did that happen this year? It happened this year. year. Yeah. Oh my and God. I'm really sorry because I remember sure. Tops. Jussie Smollett. I feel like we definitely spoke about on the podcast but the reason why it was a bit of a low like oh we definitely had conversations about it was because to this day i still don't understand (laughs) i mean i think contract negotiations why he did what he did and it's just how like it was just so bad for the community yeah um and i just yeah it was really annoying because obviously i remember waking up and getting really angry when i read it so can I just say the incident took place in January 2019. Yeah. It still counts. And then, no, no, it <laughs> yeah. does count. But then this, it, cause it went through a whole series of events and mm-hmm. we found out different things. Yeah. So just for the listeners, mate, can you just actually recap the Justice Smollett or Juicy Smollett? <laughs> That's such a joker. Um, <laughs> Jesse Smollett, he was attacked by... Attacked uh, in quotation marks. In quotation marks. <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah. Um, by two people dressed in MAGA. Hats. Yeah, yeah. They strangled him. Yeah, or they tried put a, a rope around like his neck. Attempted to lynch and that kind of thing. Yeah, attempted to lynch and then his um subway sandwich was found in the house. Yes. I believe. And obviously all the reports came in and I was quite annoyed. Oh my gosh, can't believe this happened to this guy, blah blah blah. Then it turns out that he had hired 
two Nigerian brothers. That's what really annoyed me. <laughs> well, it was never confirmed because it didn't go to the court. It's, in the that's end. true, that's true. But yeah, the, um, the people that allegedly attacked him were two. They kept on saying Nigerian. Nigerian. <laughs> I had to, I had to two Nigerian. I was like, two why? <laughs> um, so that was, a, yeah, that was one of my lowlights because I just thought to myself, really. And it just, you know, it kind of, I think like the, I don't know if it's the mayor of Chicago, whoever it was, was basically just saying it's taken like the city back several steps or something. With the Justice Smollett situation also to add, obviously it transpired that he potentially could have lied about things, but also the Chicago police Mm -hmm. did some dodgy things as well. So in the end, the case just went out Mm -hmm. and allowed their counter suing each other basically. But it was so strange. It was. And we've not seen... I haven't seen him since February. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's coming back on to Empire. Empire yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he got taken off for the last couple of episodes of the yeah. season. I think it's because it's a season finale, they say, yeah. probably. They want him yeah. on there. Okay, fair enough. So where do we stand with the Jussie Smollett situation? Do you think it was faked? Do you think... Do you begrudge him for that? Like, what? what what's your thoughts on it? I think it was fake. Um, yeah, of course. It's like, why would you like? Why did you do that? And it was just when you think about it, the description was so like just yeah. down to a T. You know, they had MAGA hats on, red. Hat. It was like they watched it staged. It was like yeah. they didn't have the surveillance. He knew exactly like where. I think it was the sandwich that really. Well, <laughs> the sandwich, the sandwich should be clear because he'd gone out to Subway and it was like minus whatever temperatures. Like Chicago was going through their like coldest winter. And I remember I, now. I remember when we was on the podcast, we were talking about the fact that you're a big old celebrity yeah. and you're going out in minus something when there's yeah. like delivery. And, and he was leaving his hotel to go yes, and get a Subway. To go sandwich. and get a Subway sandwich. And after the attack, he still had the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> He still had the rope around his neck yeah. when the police arrived. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, I'm just waiting for the film version <laughs> of the events. <laughs> so that was my low light for 2019. Okay, interesting. Um, DJ um, Impulse version one, Nathan, what's your one? Uh, it's not really... A, it's a combination of a highlight and a low light, actually. Um, but it's, it's kind of a sad one, and that would probably be Nipsey Hussle. Yes. Yes. Um, an artist who never really got his props when he was alive, but uh, since did his that pro- happen this year? It was. It was actually earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Twenty nineteen has year. been a. It feels. It feels like two years, year. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, him, you know, he's tragically passing from being shot and everything, and um, you know, like I said, he was a guy who never really got his props when he was alive. You know, no. he was a very niche rapper at the time. But I, I feel like that's one of the sad things is that, you know, a lot of these <coughs> artists, it's only when they pass mm-hmm. that you become aware of them. So yeah, there was true. a recent rapper, is it, I don't want to say his name wrong. Um, um, Juice World died this yeah. year as well. Yeah. So I'd never heard of him, to be honest. Um, but because he died, mm-hmm. I went to go and listen to his music to understand like, oh, like, what is it about? Which is... I feel kind of bad as well because like you know you should why, why don't i listen when the person is here but i suppose you don't become aware of um certain people until it becomes like a, a hashtag on twitter that's true <clears throat> that's true and um you know let's be honest death sometimes makes um legends of some people yeah you know it's unfortunate but it's true and what so- um sorry to interrupt you what do you think because um nipsey losing out on 
album of the year. I think because didn't he release his album the previous year? Yeah, but to that's... Cardi B's um, um, Invasion of Privacy. No, yeah. that, was it yeah. Invasion of Privacy? Yeah, Invasion of um, Privacy, Privacy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to say, but her album and I can't remember the name of his album. Was it um, Victory Lap? Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm I'm good today. So he so a lot of people said that one that she shouldn't have won. So the Grammys that happened earlier on in the year and Well, I thought Invasion of Privacy was released last year as well. Oh. No, but wasn't it the Grammys just gone though? Yeah. But in, yeah. Which true. happened in that's January. True. Yeah, that's right. But having said that, we have this thing also. I mean, like for example, do we give him the Grammy because, you know, it's a way of remembrance? Like, was it... Mm. I, I'm not going to say that Cardi B was the best album of, of that year. Believe me, I'm not going to say it. I did like the album, but I never thought it was one of the best. Yeah. But, um, again, I haven't... I can't remember if I've listened to the full um, Victory Lap, but um, I wouldn't say that just because of it. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of... Um, for a guy who was pretty prevalent in the com- in the community and everything like that, I mean, he got his own Puma shoes. Yeah. This uh this year. Would you I... say Puma? Yeah. Puma. Puma? You want me to say Puma? You... Yeah. I mean I say Puma. I mean this is the UK. Yeah. So I just I would say it was Puma. You just it just threw me just a little bit like there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like, like, I was oh, it was Puma. Is it Puma? I get... say Puma, but where'd you, okay. the... where'd you get the U from? <laughs> In Puma? Yeah. There's a U. Can no, it says P U Ma. Okay, sorry. What? Go on. <laughs> you just said Puma like P U Ma. You know what? I feel like the room is saying that like, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> okay, my bad. I was just that was cool. I was just like, was cool. Sorry. Um, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, Nipsey had his own like. Pic- so I'm um, sorry. Talking of Puma, um, <laughs> did you see the Lauren London? I um, did. Um, I thought so. The Lauren London ad campaign for mm-hmm. Puma, mm-hmm. and which was shot in LA around um, Nipsey's like old neighborhood, and they also did quite a few of shots in. Uh, I would call it a short film mm-hmm. um, where they replicated some of where they had done photo shoots, but For obviously their, yeah. without Nipsey being there. What did you guys think of that? I thought it was a good ad. Yeah. Um, like it was touching and stuff like that. The poem, I think the poem that they were reading was yeah. done by his uh, sister. Yeah. There is nothing to hide here. No way to pretend. We relate, we disagree, we disengage. We are running into each other. We are the song that writes itself. The melody replays in the key of elevated living. We forget the words, we never forget the feeling. Glory and divinity conduct our symphony. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't actually know when I first, because I saw it originally, the clip was on Instagram. Yeah. So I wasn't quite sure what it was. I didn't know yeah. it was an ad campaign, but I thought she was kind of doing some kind of documentary or just some mm. kind of. Um. But yeah, looks good. Agree. Yeah. Um. I think it does bring in a bit of emotion, you know, and mm. I think it creates even further legacy for a guy who never really, you know, was um, mainstream well known. I mean, he's had more publicity in the last couple of, in the last... Definitely. So what, six months than ever? I mean, um, people were talking about his um, his appearance on DJ Khaled's album. 
you know, and um, they had a song with John Legend, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and they released that one. I feel like he was on the verge of being more mainstream, and then it was like, yeah, it's possible. I mean, you can't get any guarantee, but yeah. You know, he had been around for a bit. Yeah, because it was like both of them, there was exposure, wasn't it? And then they did that. Was it GQ they shot for? There? Yeah, I really liked that yeah. photo shoot. Okay, so Nipsey's your kind of like moment from 2019. I'd say moment. I don't, yeah. It's a low light, but it also has a highlight. Yeah. Um, I think if we're going to talk about 2019, one thing we have to talk about is the general election. So we actually have an elected prime minister because we haven't had one that's actually been elected by the people for a while. Um, (laughs) No shade against Theresa May or Theresa. Um, No shade against Boris Johnson because he was prime minister before he was elected. Exactly. (laughs) So... The elections only happened like a week ago. I think it was December 12th. Yeah. What do you think of the results? So I, just before we get into it, I I really, I was really kind of disappointed that the voter turnout was only like 60 something percent. I really thought that was going to be higher. Mm. In terms of the results, like the results is kind of what I expected, but... I felt like voter apathy would have been less. Yeah. Even I I voted. (laughs) Even I voted. And I'm like, I haven't voted very much over my lifetime. Really? Really? This is a whole other conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I voted as as soon as I was able to vote, I voted every single time. I mean, I've always voted. I think you can't take for granted voting but we'll talk about this off air oh no am i gonna get what, am i gonna get hold, the lecture no no hold that thought because i generally i've never met like a non-voter type person mm-hmm. you're quite rare or yeah. people that actually openly say, say it I didn't vote. I'm, yeah, a, okay. I'm a bit of a cynic towards voting for honest with you but ah okay we need to have that conversation because i feel like i was expecting the result i wasn't expecting such a landslide like i wasn't expecting labor to lose yeah that much um but i kind of knew my opinion i knew that conservatives were going to get in i felt like even if you try to do tactical voting mm. it didn't really matter i think britain everyone was it was brexit that was on everyone's mind yeah and i just think that was it and even if people didn't understand brexit it was just we've spoken about it for how many years let's just get it done and dusted yeah. and i think that was the thing that drove everyone's vote i don't know if many people really read the manifestos and stuff like that although mm. london it seemed like when you looked at it, literally London was like majority Labour and then everywhere else was blue. Your major city, and then a, your major, major cities. cities. And yeah. then it's saying, is Labour now, a, a, you know, a party for just cities? They were talking about, I read an article about that. Yeah. So just going back to the Brexit conversation, there's been a lot of talk about repeating the referendum. I'm, I've always been of the mind, there's no point. Because even though people know more in mm. terms of like, there's a lot of misinformation yeah, about is, why we should Brexit and stuff yeah. like that. However, those Brexiters, those people that want to leave, I feel not many have changed their mind. I think if so, more people just have want to leave. Have actually joined. Yeah. And I feel like if they actually would repeat it, it would actually be a higher proportion that want to leave. I think also we're a democracy and that at the time the vote happened, people chose... Yeah. Brexit, so yeah. let's just stick with it. Yeah, but there was also a lot of um, people. Again, you talked about voter apathy. I mean, a lot of people didn't vote for that either. Exactly mm. as well, and also there's a lot of genuine misinformation, crude information out. Um, 
basically lies that was out there oh, in absolutely. terms of like if we um exit we're gonna save this much mm-hmm. it's gonna go for the nhs that kind of thing so yeah i yeah. don't think because i think there was like an, a news or was it a tv show or something or whatever news thing on channel four and they were mm-hmm. asking people like what is Brexit? And no mm-hmm. one could answer no, the question. Yeah. It literally was about people taking jobs. No one yeah. had a clue what they were talking about. And then someone said, oh, it's like stopping like um, foreign people in like Mexico and stuff. <laughs> taking and I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's actually kind of, dis- one of the reasons for my apathy, for example, is the fact that okay. in so this country, in this country, yeah. I was very surprised that we were going through the American level of disinformation yeah, yeah. I've always thought that the British had a lot more of a had, had a higher standard when it came to you know, like the press. Uh, when it came to press, when it came to um, at least like a sense of honor. When it came to saying this is what we do, this is what we do. It's less of just smear. Yeah, American politics is smear after smear after smear, and it doesn't matter if it's true or not. You know, nobody will question it unless you're the person who believes on the other side. You know, and um, but do you think that's maybe a signifier of um? the western world becoming very right wing um and i feel like that's what's that's what we're going towards mm-hmm. and that's why politics have become very politics much is kind of yeah, like but it's so like dirty said, like dirty and yeah. almost like a smear campaign yeah. so yeah sorry i so, no, 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 it's, well. so, it's got this point where it's just so dirty to the point where you actually have to filter through the stuff that they give you just to be able to get to what yeah. is actually true or not and, okay. and also to filter through, you have to have the inclination mm-hmm. and to want also, to, yeah. you know, the energy, the effort to want to find out more information. And I think most people, I mean, I'm I'm part of those people sometimes. I'll read a headline on Twitter. I won't read the story. I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then just keep scrolling. And because there's so much information, it's hard to kind of like filter out what is actually factual. Yeah. And then even true. just trying to compare like what different parties are saying that they're actually exactly. going to do can sometimes be a little bit like difficult to filter through. So like, for example, obviously I'm in education, so I'm like quite key, keen on what they said they were going to do in the education sector, whatever, whatever. However, you know, you know, conservatives gave teachers pay rises right um so on one hand people are like oh yeah but at the same time they cut funding so pay rises is great and stuff but school budgets don't mean that they can't actually pay the teachers to pay rise and if you cut the funding then the kids don't have you know the The resources that that they need so it's a bit of you know yeah it's all a bit up in the air but i definitely did read the manifestos more but then i just thought to myself i'm reading them because i want to know more yeah. but at the same time i know conservatives are going to be in but nowadays the number of stuff i mean through social media especially the number of things that you hear or you hear people said or somebody said well sorry, sorry what people said that they said on yeah. social media nowadays has become ridiculous yeah. i mean when i don't get onto uh talk about things on uh, Twitter, for example, anymore when it, comes to po- when it comes to politics because people will simply repeat something that's been disproven and also, despite I, the fact that it's been disproven. And also, I feel like Twitter, London, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we have to be a reminder is not representation of um, the... Um, the um, the thoughts of the general population and I think that's the other thing with Facebook somebody wrote on their Facebook post and basically said that like on their Facebook feed lots of people were saying they were voting Labour so they're really shocked that and I was like but you can't take your small community of Facebook followers as the whole as a barometer yeah yeah also a lot of people I think 
voted um, conservative that you actually know that you don't you wouldn't think that they'd vote conservative yeah because people that vote conservative don't always say they're voting no if, if at all because of the fear people of people that, st- people of, that um, vote Labour will say they're Very voting Labour or Lib Dem no one because says because everyone was shouting I'm voting you know Labour yeah but I was like, but then Conservative actually gained a majority. Because no one's shouting, no one says they vote. Someone actually let slip at work that they were voting Conservative <laughs> and he literally was looking around and I was just like, you can vote for whoever you like. I, you know what I mean? I can't control. Yeah, I know someone for. said to me that they're just not, oh, I just don't think we should talk about who we're going to vote for. It's private. Yeah. Oh I was God, like, okay, so I know it's who it's you're voting Chappelle, for. It's a Dave Chappelle thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Dave Chappelle one. When he mentioned uh, like, um, and he actually, yeah, he put this in a generalisation. He said that, in a case, white people will not tell you who they're voting for. They can tell you anything about their lives in general. Yes. But when it comes to a question of, so who are you voting for? It's like, whoa, 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 that's personal. That's, that's completely no, personal. No, but genuinely, like, that's how it is at work. Like, mm. they can tell me, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go and have my prostate exam. And, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I've got this rush somewhere <laughs> and stuff they're like that. They're telling you they're voting. But they will not tell me who they're going to vote for. So I just assumed it was conservative. Um, I just want to... Sorry, go No, on I was going to say, because you said that it was like, obviously the turnout was quite low. Was it like broken down into the, dem- like the age of oh, the people? Probably, know? but I, probably, did, yeah. I, I didn't see Just thinking that. about. So I actually wanted to ask um, Nathan about not voting mm-hmm. because generally I was actually, I've known you for a very long time. Yeah. And I generally wouldn't have thought that of you. And I know it sounds really bad because I'm saying it in almost like a negative way. But I do think that if you've been given, I feel like voting is a privilege and I feel like everyone needs to take it up. And if you don't vote, you can't complain. No, that's true. I agree with that. And I know you complain, so. Yeah, I know. That was the good, good thing about it. I don't actually complain about it. I mean, even with this, I threw my hands up and thought, eh, well, what, what do I, you know, I kind of expected yeah. it. I kind of saw that coming. I mean, with the Brexit thing. The Brexit thing did surprise me. Did you vote during the for the um, for the Brexit one? No, I didn't vote. That was you, when I so did you not, didn't actually participate. That was when I did not vote. I did not. Um, you say so you didn't make a choice at all. I didn't make a choice on that. So one. it's your fault. Yeah. But okay. Although I still don't know if I was that well informed. Yeah. Like as to the whole Brexit thing, I was just like I didn't take the time to really read. Yeah. Up on it as much, if that makes sense. Because I've had like several interesting conversations with people. Like, for example, um, your mum's got a great spin on why. Her, oh my god! <laughs> and I thought, but it was a really interesting, like, yeah, really. She needs to come on this podcast, actually. No, she was on the last episode. What a soundbite! She wants, she wants. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. She needs a slot. Don't even. She needs a slot, but we digress. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ten minutes, like five minutes of her just going on yeah, off about just you know complaining. Yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. Fine. But no, I get I get what you're saying. It's it's just interesting. I, I like I said, I'm in terms of who voted what, that's up to you. Mm. But I do think everyone I wish pe- more people had actually voted. So it truly is like a representation of what the country w- wants rather than, you know, just about the uh, more than fifty percent. Yeah. I subscribed to something that was written on the wall years ago. Okay, um, Writings on the Wall, amazing album. <laughs> but uh, no. <laughs> I feel like it's been like 20 years. It has basically. been 20 years. 20 years, 1989. Yeah. yeah, that definitely. But anyway. No, sorry. it was uh, just like some, someone put a quote on the wall, which actually stuck with me ever since I was a kid, and it said, if voting changed anything, voting would be illegal. Yeah. 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 
I don't subscribe. Again, I'm not saying you should. subscribe to Color Out Podcast. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying sometimes you sometimes a statement like that, just something that you read, can actually live with you for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's take a moment and we'll be right back. Okay, um, so what I wanted to move on to um, is our entertainment portion of the show um, is let's talk about what's going on in terms of the world of entertainment and music. So 2019 highlights. Let's talk album of the year. Now I had a think about this. Um, Nathan, DJ Impulse version one. Obviously, you're an expert in terms of the music realm. <laughs> May, you're here. You can add in your opinion to Okay, you. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Nathan, I'm going to go with Burner Boy. I knew you yeah. were going to say an Afro <laughs> I'm going to go with um, Burner Boy, um, African Giant. Is that what it's called? And I think that, I think that he, I, I would give him Artist of the Year and Album of the Year for 2019. Because I think he made that true transition yeah. from black famous into world famous. So there was a hashtag called black famous or black famous, black famous yeah. Yeah. where basically there are um, black people that are all known by the black community. Mm-hmm but they are still quite anonymous to yeah. the white community. And I feel Burner Boy has done that jump. Transcended. He's mm-hmm. like, he's crossed it. Transcended race. They're yeah. not saying that one. So he's transcended race now. So he's out there. I was really gutted I didn't get to go to his concert. Yeah, I didn't go either. Yeah. Uh, Burner Boy did have an outstanding year. There's no doubt about I that. I feel like you're looking at me quite intensely. Like, you don't agree? <laughs> No, actually, I completely agree on this one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. which, 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 is a, which is a shocker, actually. Yeah. If you want to listen to our Kings of R&B episode, <laughs> that's a real argument. I know, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so you... I, okay, you tell me why you think why you think I'm right. I think he... <laughs> nobody came on the scene in the last 12 months, I think, as hard as he did. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know... Going from uh, just an Afrobeat artist to a, an actual quote-unquote pop artist mm. is something that only a few people have, have ever really done. And um, Wizkid? Yeah, Wizkid did. But even, I don't think Wizkid did it to, this, to the level that he did it in the last year. Whiskey has oh, done. Whiskey has no, done a lot over take a, over a, a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you yeah. meant that you don't. No, 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 no. Because I feel no. like Whiskey is still like. Yeah, Whiskey. What Whiskey did this do, over do a series? Do we think Whiskey is number one and Burner Boy is number two, and Davido number three? Ay ay ay! You, you guys one. are looking very pensive. <laughs> I think Whiskey is still number one. Um, I would agree. Yeah, and then Burner Boy. I just think Burner Boy did it. Do you think Burner Boy goes above uh, Davido? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I feel like um, Davido doesn't. I feel like he's a good artist, but in terms of artistry, mm. with Kid and Burner Boy, I think are in a different league in compare. Like Davido has amazing songs, great hits, but coupled with 
I know it sounds bad, the live performing issues. He shouts. <laughs> His live performances are awful. Like someone literally tweeted, I think he performed at um, Afro Nation this year in Portugal, and someone said, why is he shouting at us like no. we owe him money? And I was like, I watched the clip and I was, I genuinely was like, I think like, maybe he oh just gets, he gets excited. He gets super excited and I think forgets sometimes. So like even was. when I was at oh, the Ends Festival, Oh, um, you went to that. That was this year. Well. First um, 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 festival in Croydon. In Croydon. I have to admit, like, the production of it was, it was okay. Like, but I think when Wizkid came on the set, like, the whole vibe was different. Like, him live, it was like, he literally yeah. brought, like, it was just on next levels. And then who else was there? Uh, Malik See, Perry I've, was there. I've seen Wizkid at, I went to the Royal Albert Hall performance. Um, one of my friends got me a ticket. I was in the Royal Box actually. Um, yeah, so it was a great view. So um, <laughs> I watched him there, and he came with a full band, mm. live instruments. Yeah, it was good. good. Like vocally amazing. So was that, that what concert was that? Because I was at one when his very first album came out. I oh, know this was like maybe like two years ago. Okay, no, I yeah. went to one when his very first album yeah. came out, and he was like. Even then, he was brilliant. So that's why I feel like people need to remember that Wizkid is still an artist as mm-hmm. well. He has the artistry. But I feel like Burner Boy has kind of brought like a little bit of a different sound mm-hmm. as well. Because Afrobeats can sometimes get a bit samey. That's true. Yeah. But, you know, it's got the same problem that Bashman has, in my opinion, when it comes to sameness. Yeah. I couldn't only listen to like two Bashman songs in a row. Really? Please, no one come my problem- me. <laughs> I know, I like Ashman, but, I there's, the but there's a certain amount of Bashman that I can take. I agree with you. I agree with you 100% about Seika. Like, I like it. This should be clear. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a point where you're just like, okay, yeah. we need to, like, can we move on to But then else? I feel that's what Afrobeats is for, like, us. is like, you know, maybe, like, what Soka is for, like, people from the Caribbean. Okay. Although when you go out or you're at a wedding or something, sometimes I can't do too much on the Afrobeats. You know, yeah. when it's, like, the whole night, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. come on. You need some variety. Just to mix it up a little bit. Okay, so I feel like we're all in agreement mm-hmm. that um, Bonnie Boy's um, album is the album of the year. Although, do you know what I think? I thought, oh. I don't think this was an album of the year at all, I'm just putting this out there. Okay, fine. I feel like people have really high expectations for this Beyonce, um, Disney, Lion King album. <laughs> <laughs> I think people had really high expectations for that Beyonce video they're gonna make a video too oh i feel like there was brown skin girl was gonna be a video i feel like they've kind of put that to bed now so like the, basically the lion king soundtrack the gift that's the album that i'm talking about yeah, yeah. i feel like people had high expectations for it i thought did, it was a good did, album I was say, did it not reach like certain um expectation i don't know did it get to number one mode <laughs> i don't know if it went number one <laughs> But it wasn't. It wasn't the worst album. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. competent. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I thought it was a good one. But you know, I felt what was interesting about that is that a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, Beyonce is like you know supporting and bringing these Afrobeat artists to the forefront." I was like, "No, Beyonce is jumping on really popular music genre at the moment, and it's actually making her." A bit relevant, yeah. let's be honest. 100%. No, and can we just be clear? I'm a Beyonce fan, I'm in the hive. Whatever. Beehive coming for you. Do you know what I mean? So, no one come for me, but I do think that this kind of like gave like Beyonce almost kind of like a little bit of a new kind of like um, aspect to her like music kind of like catalogue. 
But so it's almost kind of like she weren't really doing them a favor. Yeah. Cause, and also on that album, Burner is the only artist that has a song all to himself. Tilla Savage, isn't she alone on it? Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. And her one was a good yeah. track. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, anyway, I just thought I'd just throw it out there because okay. I love Beyonce and just want to talk yeah. about her. Yeah, just be clear, we all like Beyonce here. So, um, <laughs> I'm not saying a word about it. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's like, for you know, safety, you, you know, when you say like Candyman, like you can't, <laughs> you have to like do a quick prayer. Um, okay, what's your standout track from the, um, from the album? Um, Nathan. I don't know about the whole thing when it comes to like the standout track. I mean, let's be honest, Ye still bangs, you know, it's always going to. But to be honest, my favorite, well, outside of it, my favorite song was actually not one, uh, uh, a song that wasn't on his album. It was. Um... Uh, but we're talking about okay, the <laughs> album of the year. Oh, okay, fine, <laughs> fine. So I'm still going to go with the year then, because then, I thought. That's not on this album. It's not it on this album. album. No, that's on the previous album. Really? I so that's remember. the thing, because Ye. Um, kind of like went on for so long, people um, get it confused. Yeah, because I thought it was from this year, wasn't it? So... No, it wasn't, it was, wasn't on African Giant. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. So I'm going to go for like a melody point of view. I really like Dangote. Mm. That's my, that's one that I probably listen to the most. And like, I really like um, the vocals, the production. I really like that one. May while um no that would have been my one. Oh okay um Nathan so this album so just to be clear we're talking about African Giant <laughs> and I need to make sure that the collection of songs that I got were actually on the right out al- were actually on the right album. Oh though. okay. <laughs> uh, Gun Buddy. Oh, Georgia okay. Smith. Okay. But then again, I have other soft spots for Georgia Smith. So, moving on to film of the year. Okay. So, and I had to really think about this because I always get confused like what has what come year out, things, what yeah. hasn't come out. So, I'm going to throw it over to you, May. What's your nomination for film or what did you see this year that kind of stood out for you do you know what I saw let's think about so I saw obviously I saw The Lion King I thought that was did you good, I didn't bother I thought it was a really good remake of it um I liked it what did you think about Beyonce I know we've just I mean, yeah, we've just spoken her. about her I think it was great that she was able to feature on the film I right. think um it could have been anybody and I think that she didn't necessarily add to the film in that sense so i um, i absolutely loved the lion king the movie the original the cartoon mm-hmm. and i have seen beyonce's acting <laughs> i don't obsessed know, anyone i don't get yeah, obsessed <laughs> or um fighting temptations or <laughs> the thing is though Beyonce can act let's be clear here yeah, but it was a voiceover no so no, no. A, you know she can act in her music videos so ring the alarm or um, any of her videos, Oscar, give it to her. Do it now. But when it comes to feature film, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, it could have been anyone, but I feel like the film, um, I like the film. I think it was a good okay, film. Okay, fair enough. Um, would it have been my top? I don't know. No, it definitely wouldn't have been in my top um, ones. Joker. 
Oh, what did you think? That's of a controversial that one? one. Um, I'm gonna say I wasn't a massive fan of it. Okay. Um, I'm actually gonna tell the honest truth. I fell asleep in the cinema. <laughs> oh. Can I? Can I join you? I thought it was boring. Okay, thank you. And you know what? When I tell people I thought that film was boring, they're like, maybe you just didn't understand it. That's what and they I said feel to like, me. You're rude. Move away from me. <laughs> That's what they said to me. I watched it in America. I, I honestly don't get me wrong. There were bits that I was just like, okay, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, where we going? Where yeah. We're, where we're gonna get to the plot? Get moving. Thank you. It was like the and, middle bit, and then I just and then it ended, drifted. and then I just was like, mm, I could have watch that on pirate yeah but anyway let's move on (laughs) (laughs) sorry um nathan what do you think joker uh i liked joker actually only just recently watched it actually like in the last couple of days where did you watch it because it's not in the cinema anymore no i got a friend who hooked me up on that one (laughs) 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 may actually do a lot today So, uh, what does your friend work at the cinema or like? I believe his friend does. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-release, like Absolutely. on the DVD, like, well, how was that possible? Well, you know, usual stuff. You know, he hands you. It's like, oh yeah, I got it right here. He just hands it to me, and I'm like, oh okay. yeah, cool. I'll, I'll take Fair it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you watched it. What did you think? I thought it was an interesting psychological look at. Um, it was like the non-traditional superhero movie, even though it's not really about a hero, but it. At the end of it, I just felt weird at the end of it mm. more than anything else. It's, um, there is this little bit of disturbing, it's a little bit disturbing yeah. for, for me, in, you know, the way the way it works out. And while I'm very, um, I'm grateful for the fact that it's a different kind of movie, even though it's like, a, it's a super villain origin movie. Yeah. And it's more, more of a realistic take, you know, it's not like, um, the fan, the, the fantasy, the fictional take um, when it comes to like, oh, something yeah. has to happen to the villain for them to become you know, like something outlandish, like, oh, he falls into acid or something happens. It's, I mean, I was waiting for that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is, you know, the fact that it comes from a psychological point of view was kind of, kind of harrowing a bit, you know. But yeah. was it good enough to be like film of the year? No, I don't. I don't take it as... Okay, so we've... Do you know what else I've seen? Sorry, I've just realised that probably the one. Aladdin. Did you think that was good? I thought it was one of Will Smith's. So then, so basically, films. Disney have been going through this trend of doing live action remakes of their anything. So they want to do some, They want to do things like Song of the South or <laughs> like that. So they've done um, Lion King. They've done Aladdin. Done Aladdin, Lion King, Dumbo. Um, and they're going to do The Little Mermaid. Beauty and the Beast. Oh wow! I didn't know they were going to do The Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah. she's black. Okay. Ariel's black this time around. Which threw up a whole big, uh, <laughs> that's good something. Yep. So I feel like I don't actually have a top film for 2019. Okay, you know? thanks. This is great roundup. So, Endgame. Um, <laughs> so Nathan, are we going to talk about Marvel? Um, so Endgame and Infinity. Did Infinity War come out in the same year? No, Infinity War came out last year. Okay. They did the, exactly one year between the uh, release okay. dates. Um, I liked it. I loved Endgame, but I, I don't think it fits as a film of the year though. Yeah. Did anybody watch the Blue Story? No, I did not. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see it, but um, it's going to be one of those things that you know I'm going to put on the back burner and see when I can. But I'm not like when your big friend rush. helps you to watch it. Again. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, I got the hookup. <laughs> cool. Um, what's it called? It's getting quite a lot of airtime at the moment because uh, J Lo has been nominated for like Golden Globe well, Hustler. 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 I um, was disappointed Hustlers. with Hustlers. 
Did you watch it? Yes, I did. I didn't, and I did go to the cinema for this, just for the record. Um, <laughs> so you go to the cinema to watch stripper films? Okay, wow, cool. Wow, nice. No, no, not really. <laughs> I was interested to see what, because the story intrigued me. And, okay. And um, I was, I, I don't know, it, it never got out of second gear. Okay. Yeah, I agree. They're talking about that she might get Oscar nominated. No, I don't think Oscar nominated. She because I don't think it was Oscar worthy. Right. Um, but it was a it was a good film. Um, again, I don't feel like I needed to be in the cinema to watch it. Fine. Um, and I guess yeah, I agree. The story definitely just it just didn't take off, or I I was expecting more from it from what I saw in the trailers. Yeah. And then I think there was a bit where it just got a bit dull. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm. I've got a love hate relationship with J Lo. It's more on the hate side of things. Why? I just, I just feel like you know, for someone that doesn't sing, um, oh, you've okay. got a really far of your singing career. <laughs> okay, that's but different. I, like okay. I don't. I'm not gonna give. I'm never gonna give J Lo credit I for her singing. Yeah, career. I don't think you can give her credit for singing, no. but you can give her credit for performing. No, um, and also I feel like she. <laughs> no. no, no, no. Also, I feel like she kind of like she did the Justin Timberlake thing. Anyway, but so. she's still a really good performer. I watched her. I think is I, she? No, is where she? did I watch her? She came is to she? London and did like is something she? in the park. I think it was Heart in the Park. The tickets were free. It was, her. <laughs> it was her and Lionel. She couldn't sing to save her life. It was awful, but she performed. I mean, she can dance. Her silver pants off. She yeah. worked. I always found it funny that the the video for Get Right, you know, the one with the little girl under the table, I always thought to myself, yeah. you know, the funny thing is that the little girl under the table was the best singer in the entire video. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Or, you know, you should just get Ashanti or Christina Milian or Brandy to come sing her vocals. I know, but this... Anyway. Moving anyway. <laughs> <laughs> on. So, um, moving on, let's take a moment. Okay, so... I think for the next bit, we should do... Producer Toss, you're putting me off. Um, we should do maybe some of, like, the love and love lost during 2019. So, like, some of the couples that made it, that didn't make it, that kind of thing. You know, obviously, Justin Timberlake is a cheat, apparently. So, um... <laughs> do you know what? He didn't cheat, though. Uh, I mean, I would, he didn't cheat. I would defend him and say he didn't actually cheat, yeah. I think he made it worse by releasing some kind of because the wife told him to i mean he was holding hands i'm not that i'm saying it and apparently like holding hands and putting his hand on another woman's waist that's not oh his see way. i didn't see that i just thought yeah. they were holding hands no, even no, he still did. then that yeah. is not yeah. acceptable no, it's not, you're right it's not acceptable but you know people looked at it like cheating i thought that that was a bit harsh so I, if I your not... if your wife so Nathan, if your wife was out the work Christmas party, oh no 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 no, make no mistake. Uh, I still think make no mistake. Make no mistake about it. Know, I am not saying from finance just had his hand like you know on her waist, like you know literally centimeters from her derriere. Are you cool? Are you, is that saying, fine? That's not, that's not my point. I'm not saying I'm okay. cool with it. I'm just saying there's a difference between what he did was wrong, but you're saying he's cheating. Okay. It's, there's a difference. Okay. Okay, well, okay. you know, Dave, go for it. So, um, <laughs> Not what I said. Not what but I there's said. There's definitely been like a lot of like breakups. Some yeah. have been a bit messy in 2019. Yeah. Um, I think the messiest one was the whole Tristan, Chloe, Jordan. Yeah, we actually talked about that. Was you on that episode? I no? like maybe I might yeah, have been. Yeah, I think it's an episode it. called um, A Seat at the Red Table. 
Maybe I was on that one. Yeah. So we talked about um called Jordan Woods. Yeah. Allegedly kissed Tristan, who kisses everybody, and then the whole Kardashians then use it as a storyline for the last like twelve months. But not when you've got Jada Pinkett Smith backing you. Yes, <laughs> I did appreciate um Jada and Will stepping in and basically putting a stop to the smear campaign against Jordan. But then recently, the uh, Red Table Talk... I like the way Nathan's just, like, looking at his phone. Just, no, are, just, are you, are you just still wanted, here? First and foremost, I want to confirm that, yes, you were on the Red seat, the Table one. Oh, the oh table okay. one. Yeah. Fine. But, yeah, um, that she did, like, a lie detector test or whatever. She passed with, like, flying yeah. colours. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hey. Okay, now I'm on my phone for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I do think it was a, a messy breakup, and I think yeah, that definitely that whole smear campaign was not. I think cool. it was just all publicity stunt, mm-hmm. and they added to their storyline, and they're probably going to do something else this year. And I'm so over them. Yeah. But anyway, moving on to other couples. So um, Cassie finally broke free of Diddy, and got I was her... also on it. We did this on an episode yeah. as well. Gosh, <laughs> she got her a, a new man and a baby, and I mean, married. Can you see how quickly she did that? She, she was, was quick. Oh, it was like, how long was she with Diddy for? 11 years? Yeah. 10 years? And then she broke free that she had a baby in the I think months. that is really a good example of if someone is not for you, no matter how much time, effort you put in, it's never going to go anywhere. But the moment that someone is for you, it can just go like that. Yeah. Like, things can just move forward. But at the same time, we're going um, on the impression that she was, like, hanging around waiting for him. That yeah. might have just been what she wanted for that Yeah, period of course. Of, of course. ten years. I mean, maybe I'm talking more about myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Safe space. Personal moment. Um, but I do. I did really appreciate the fact that, yeah, you. she went for what she wanted and she was unapologetic about it. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nathan, anything to add to your fave couples? Love. You make you think I have a fave couple. <laughs> okay, or fave like love story from twenty nineteen. Uh, I didn't think that Adele and um, Skepta would end up together. That was a shocker. Is that <laughs> is that <laughs> a legit thing? Is that true? Nah, I know she's not with her. She's know, not with her. Yeah. Because you know what? Husband. I asked some people who know some people who know some people <laughs> who know some people. <laughs> And the feedback is still inconsistent. Like, so I'm like, is it true? Is it not true? So Adele broke up with, was was she married? She was she married to that Simon yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah, Kaniki. Yeah, something like that. Um, That may be just a character from Greece. Sure <laughs> <laughs> oh my Kaniki. God, that's, that's okay. funny. Fine. So wow. she broke up. And then there was this rumour that her and Skepta were together. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of like, is it beyond the realms of possibility considering that um, wasn't it? Skepta was dating Naomi Campbell? Yeah, but was that real? But then you know some people that uh, know some people. I mean, again, know some people that know some people, that was confirmed as true. Okay. okay. So... Um, um, and then Solange broke up with her husband. That one hit me. But even the statement that she put out... Yeah, it was very like, you know, like we have uncoupled. Yeah, don't ask me any. Don't ask me any questions. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, going back a step though, um, I love Shalange's album from this year. I didn't mention that. Oh, okay. You know what? I did not. <laughs> of course, wow. you didn't. I actually, and I'm a genuine Solange fan, and I, because you know, I think it was, 
up against a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Mm. What is the album called? Can I can can producer tops maybe Google that? Thank you. While while that's being googled, um, I actually went to go and watch the short film that was that accompanies the album. I saw we went to go together. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, this time of year, we're almost at the end of 2019. And one of the things that I always look forward to at the end of the year is, I don't know if you've seen it, um, May, the illustration of the woman walking up the steps from one year into another and leaving behind, you know, like things and then things that that she's going to take into 2019. I love seeing that. And everyone reposts it Mm -hmm. and we just say, you know, like it's normally a thing like trash men and stuff like that. So I want to now discuss what are we leaving behind in 2019 and what we're potentially taking forward. So let's start with the leave behind. What about you, Nate? I think I want to leave behind in 2019. Um, I'd love to leave politics behind, to be honest with you, but... Um... Well, you do, you don't vote. So. <laughs> that, cha- that changed last year. I gave it a chance, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> didn't actually work out for me too. Um... To be honest, I want. I would prefer if, um, for, to, to, like personally, I want to leave a couple of things behind, especially like in regards to like social media. In my opinion. Oh, you're you're gonna step away from social. I'm gonna step media? away from some 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 of the things in social media. I might want because I don't really post things on social media. If I'm mm-hmm. with you. My Instagram has like one picture every once a month if I'm lucky. Okay. Okay, and. Um, I've got to stop trying to get into these arguments to try and correct people because I've come to realise that most people don't want to be corrected. Who are you arguing with? Are you, are you one of those people in the shade room comments? <laughs> yes, occasionally. <laughs> really? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's just like um, occasionally I'll say like when something comes up, like for example, take the H&M, uh, H&M thing or the, um, was it this, the one with the smartest monkey in the jungle? Yeah, yeah. Thing, right? Or like in the forest, thank you. Oh, like the Stormzy thing of recent when it came to the yeah. um the Stormzy thing I yeah. wanted to mention the hundred percent just risk. recap on the Stormzy thing. Um, Stormzy was asked a question in an uh, ITV interview about did he think that the UK was racist, mm-hmm. and he said yeah hundred percent there is racism in the UK. Yeah, that very was clear. that was re um, remixed. Yeah, the remix. right, that would probably be the right term. That was changed and remixed into. The UK is one hundred percent racist. Yeah, and then someone commented on it. So then I'm trying to change. Sorry, yeah, that David Yancey or mm-hmm. Yance commented saying, "If I was born and raised in Ghana, yet considered it racist, I would move to the UK." If at Stormzy considers us racist, despite the welfare, education, housing he received, why doesn't he take a one-way flight to Accra? He can swap the UK record sales for a bowl of John of Rice. So yeah. And you know what that says in short? You know what racist people say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go home to yeah, your country. Exactly. Go back to where you came from. Yeah. And, but the joke is he actually didn't say the whole of the UK was racist. He yeah. says there's racism here. A hundred percent. Yep. So. I mean, it's not as if they can argue with them. I mean, two football games in recent weeks have had people like shouting racist, you know, doing mm. racist gestures. So it proves his point. The thing about it is that I've come to this point where I'm telling people, look, are you telling me it's incorrect? Funnily enough, there was a um, 
uh, Twitter comment also that mm-hmm. also got my goat when someone's talking about how literally the person said, Oi, Stormzy, you black dash. Yeah. How can you say that we're racist when you've gotten all this wealth from from mm. being in this country? And I'm there like... So they, they, wanted, they made their wait, point what? to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. like, wait, what? Interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, people like that. I've come to realize that at this point now, there's just no educating people on, online. So do you think... So because with social media, I do hear a lot of people saying that, you know, I want to come away from it but i especially like me having a podcast without social media no one would know the podcast mm-hmm. is here so i do think social media has a point but i think it gets to a point where it like so i definitely had a social media cleanse okay for like cleanse. the month like of was it the month of a month of december so definitely uh no all of november right I just took instagram off um because that's the only one that i really use but mm. i just found myself like you know, you click on one thing, you look at something else, it leads you to like a million other things. And it was like taking up all my time. Right. Um, so I just didn't have it for like November. I'm back now. Yeah. Um, but, and little, you know, a picture for December and then. Yeah. Um, because I think it literally just can consume you. Mm. Um, and that's where lots of people get their information from. So no one yeah. actually reads a paper anymore. It's like whatever's just happening look. on to social media. To be fair, media. I do. If something happens, the first thing I do is go to Twitter. And, and find like, out what's going on. To see what's going on. Because, um, so yeah, um, yeah, I always do that. The only thing I would say is, is that I think what we probably should do more is just take control of what content you are seeing. So you can unfollow people. Yeah. I, my block, block, block yep. game is, you know, very strong. I block people. I don't follow certain people like, shall we say, rhymes with Beatty um, Bupkins. I don't follow that person and I don't, I block. So even when that person was tweeting about the whole Stormzy situation, I didn't see it because it's not, and anyone that was trying to retweet it, I don't see those tweets Mm -hmm. because for me, it's about my energy, my space. Don't let them people take it from you. Word. Word. Okay. Fist and black fist up in the air. Um, May, what are you leaving behind in 2019? In 2019, do you know what? I think uh, just like bad energy that comes with people. I oh, think okay. sometimes you get caught Nathan, up. Nathan, I think she's giving us a hint. No, <laughs> I just think sometimes you can get caught up and consumed with like other people's vibes and it just right. um, can just take over. So I'm literally just you know i'm on a cleanse at the moment so what what does that mean in practical terms are you doing the you know where people do the audit of their phone book and start (laughs) deleting people blocking (laughs) people and everything you know when people like tweet like oh you know just let you know some of you guys will not be hearing from me in 2020 i'm not tweeting that or anything like that because you know you know if you've spoken to me or not um, oh, so you're, just, you're, just, you're just, just, if you don't see the happy new year from me, is that is that the signal? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, I just think that sometimes you just get caught up with other people, um, and I just don't want that energy. I think this year in particular, I think we spoke about this. Like people's well being is a big thing. I think we spoke about it one time yeah. we were on together, um, talking about well being and looking out out for each other and stuff like that. And I'm just thinking if people aren't really looking out for me. And vice versa, then I'm just gonna then leave they that. are dead to you. Understood. I mean, I wouldn't say that, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I think that I'm leaving behind in 2019. 
Okay. One of the things that I am leaving behind is just a few words that I feel get overused. Okay. Let's I don't want I don't want to hear anyone to say clout. <laughs> clout chasing, clout. I just I hate it. Well, unfortunately, you're gonna have to stop listening to hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't want to hear anyone say toxic. I haven't heard that one. I toxic masculinity oh, okay. being overused. <laughs> toxic relationships. And I feel like if, if someone is just toxic, they're just a bad person. Toxic. So I don't feel like we need to <laughs> that, that's just it. I'm just so over hearing like toxic masculinity. Do you know what I don't want to hear it in twenty twenty? So it needs to stay behind in twenty nineteen. Whenever you try and talk about anything black, there's always another group that yeah. needs to be involved in, yes. <laughs> in anything that's black. Yeah. So I definitely want that to stay in 20... Like, just let black people talk about what black people need but to talk about. But then I do think that is down to the term people of colour. Yeah. I do think there is a thing of, like, you know, solidarity between ethnic minorities, but there's also a division. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes if you want to talk about a issue that affects the black community, then say black. Yeah. We don't need to say people of colour. We mm-hmm. say black. I think there's some, like, a tenuous uh, relationship sometimes between black people and other uh, yeah. people of colour. It's like... You know, we're, we're, you know, we're fine standing together on certain things, but like, you know, when things are all good, are we still like, yeah, not looking yeah. at each other with the, with the eye? Like, and also, yeah. <laughs> even if you think about it, there's so much differences within the black community. It's hard for us to align mm-hmm. as a people as a whole. And then now to of adding other minorities, we're not going to have the same kind of like agenda, focus, same issues. So why lump us all together? Yeah. What else are we leaving behind? Hmm. Thanks, guys. This is a great content for the episode. Okay, you can edit that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to leave it in. Oh, really? (laughs) Anything? Um, no. I know know what I'm taking with me or picking up in 2020. Um, What's Maybe to say left behind is a bad thing because one of the things is I made some judgments about Top Boy and it was actually a really good series mm. but i would say i just i think i just want a bit more diversity in terms of like what we what we're gonna consume and watch in terms of our entertainment so yeah that's all i'd ask for i'm gonna go and see the film i'm gonna film the play free sisters i'm gonna go and see that oh, are you yeah. going? i'm going um, in january i won't say the exact date on oh, yeah. oh yeah because um, i'm going in january too yeah okay we should we should check if we're going together no, no, I'm going after you. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I'm going to see that. And then I'm going to go to a screening of um, um, Queen and Slim, which has been organised by, um, I think it's like a film club, We Are Parable, okay. at the British Film Institute. So as I said, it's just about, you know, let's give ourselves a little bit of a diversity, you know? On the subject of you going on a certain day, you know that nobody's going to know it's you because everyone thinks that you look like the picture and the logo stuff. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, next. <laughs> so, moving on. So, we've talked about what we want to leave behind. Um, what are we taking for- forward? And Nathan has so much to say. So, Nathan, I do. over to you. <laughs> um, to be honest, I think we're a little bit more aware of certain things that people do in nowadays. I think... Between, I mean, you said you don't want to bring up uh, toxic masculinity anymore. Yeah. Okay. But I think it's also created a culture in which um, people are a little bit more aware of it. Mm-hmm. So I just think that something like that needs to be carried. I think people are beginning to become more aware of, you know, what they're doing, especially okay. as men. 
Fair enough. And like, especially I've seen, I've seen changes in people and at places like work, yeah. you know, in the way that people um, act. And I hopefully believe that that will be um, carried into the next year. So okay. I think it'd be better off. I think toxic masculinity was called out. And I think it took people a while to say, okay, what do you mean by toxic masculinity? Yeah. And most people just were like, oh, you know, it's just uh, people just given, you know, uh, a name to make men feel bad and stuff like that. But as people have gone on, I think they've become so much more aware of, especially with the younger people, I think, because I think that's really who we should really be paying attention to. Because let's be honest, people of above our age are never going to change. Even mm-hmm. some of the people of our age are never going to change. But at least if we're calling it out, it seems like it's beginning to take effect. So what's the action that we're taking forward? Carrying through that posit- the positivity of that of that movement. So the opposite of toxic masculinity, okay. carrying it into 2020. Yep. So we're not letting go of toxic masculinity. <laughs> words. No. Okay, cool. We're just not <laughs> but talking no, about toxic I'm with you. I'm with you. No, it's true. May, over to you. What are you carrying forward? You're walking up the steps in your heels. Do you know what? I think I'm thinking more just about being a bit bolder with Ooh. my choices. Um, I think we spoke briefly um, just about like thinking about thinking outside of the box. Yeah. Um, and what some I'm, might even say colouring outside the box. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, thinking, <laughs> thinking about that and just thinking about like what I want to do next. Obviously, I've been working in um, education sector for like over ten years now, mm-hmm. so I kind of want to branch out a little bit. Okay. Um, and so just being a bit bold with that. Um, and yeah, I quite like interior designing. Um, nice. And I've just like done some stuff with my flat, and that's just given me a little bit more zeal. So I think I just want to be a bit bolder mm. um, in that sense, and then bolder in just saying what's actually on my mind at right. work. Right? Okay. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go for it then. I really am. I just hold back a lot. Yeah. Sometimes I hear things, and I just instead of actually saying anything, I just remove myself from a situation because yeah. you don't want to be that black female yeah. in the workplace. But, I understand. So that's a good one. Um, and then I would say for me in 2020, I'm taking forward is the podcast. Um, I really tried this year to be consistent. <laughs> yes, I missed a couple of episodes. I do apologize. But I really want to have this almost kind of like, um, without sounding cliche, a safe space for people to come and talk, share their ideas and also share their lived experience. So, mm-hmm. Look out for 2020. Colour Out the Box is going to be a little bit different. We're moving in new directions. so Sounds exciting. Are you able to give us like a snippet? I'm just going to say there's going to be like some different content and some new content. Hearing from different people as well. Um, there's a lot of people that I've been wanting to have on the pod as well. But because of the recording situation, I hadn't been able to sort it out. But now I think I have, fingers crossed. So I'm really, really excited about like sharing some of that with everybody. So, so hopefully get, everybody uh, likes it. We're going to get voices that uh, we haven't heard before in the pod. Definitely voices that we haven't heard before and also familiar voices like yourselves. I was going to say, hope coming I'm coming back. back. Definitely, definitely. So, um, and then I would just say on that note, can I just ask listeners come and talk to me <laughs> you know tweet me use the hashtag ask me a question because i see you guys listening and i see the numbers and i'm thinking oh my gosh each week it's a little bit more but i'd be just nice to hear from people what they think even if it is 
to give me feedback. I got some really good like critique recently. Okay, mm-hmm. so what were some of the things? Someone basically broke down on the SoundCloud that I kept on talking over the guest. <laughs> Wait, they haven't they only just realized that? <laughs> but I actually really appreciated and loved it and I was like, no, on that particular episode you're absolutely right. So it was this yeah. happened to be an episode between you and DJ Impulse Pleasure Mark. No, it wasn't actually. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> it's, it's been it's been consistent. <laughs> So yeah, so no, I appreciate it, even the bad feedback, and I don't consider it as bad feedback, I consider it as opportunity for me to make the pod better. So I think what the, basically the feedback is, is uh, the, um, the episodes that bring the listeners in is with yourself, um, May and Nathan, when you guys are on. Looks like I will be back in 2020. Yeah, definitely. It's a family thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, and we always we always get really good refreshments when we come, which is why we love to Okay, let's not be shady. So, can I just be clear? Like, we're doing the Christmas period. Oh, yeah. I haven't been staying at home. Oh my god! You... So, we're currently recording in the North London oh. studios. That is my living room. I haven't been at home because I've been doing the Christmas thing, you know, with family, you know, being supportive, being a dutiful daughter, and stuff like that. So this is my first day back in my flat. And yes, there's no snacks, there's no water, and there's no food. I admit that. You do realise that nobody would know <laughs> No, because May had to like throw that out there. All Normally, I said, like, what I said is there's always really good refreshments. And yeah. there is, usually. Yeah. <laughs> And normally, yeah, I do. I provide you know, nice refreshments. So for anyone that wants to be on the podcast, I do bring provide. your own refreshments. No, I do provide <laughs> snacks and refreshments. Eat at home for you, for you. And shout out to everyone that does want to come on, actually, because you will be on the pod. I promise in twenty twenty. So I feel like we should wrap up now. So thrown over to you, um, Mr. Nathan, DJ Impulse, socials and anything that you want to share with the listeners that you want to highlight. Uh, I think I've done most of that. Like for example, I've got, I managed to get um, Rhapsody a little shout out. Yeah, um, you. I feel like you've done that on a few episodes. <laughs> I always, you just I, bring out some sh- random, like, rap-like stats, and I'm just like, I will oh, bring that's out amazing. Yeah, I will, uh, I will do that we from time to time. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I, there's nothing wrong for me um, promoting somebody who I don't think gets as much props. Okay, cool. Okay. But, you know, I'm still on um, Twitter for now, at least. DJ Impulse V1 okay. on Twitter. Catch him while you can. And catch me while I can. And catch you if you can. Catch me if you can, so... My social? Yeah. No, we're not going to do my social Okay, media. that's fair enough. But they were, there will be something coming in 2020, as I said. Okay. I'm thinking about broadening things. So when I'm next on, hopefully I'll have a some kind of home interior social media to share with everyone. And I need to talk to you about interior design because I'm going to do my flat. Okay, so there we go. It's exciting times. And as always, <laughs> you can find Colour Out of the Box on Instagram. Facebook and Twitter, use the hashtag colour out the box at us. Come and talk to us. Do you what what were your highlights of 2019? Do you agree?